Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey all, welcome back to the Real Life Pharmacology Podcast. I am your host, pharmacist Eric Christensen. Thank you so much for listening today. Uh, The drug of the day today is going to be a Torvastatin, but before I get to that, obviously, uh, go check out reallifepharmacology.com. Go subscribe and uh, follow there and get your free 31-page PDF. It's a great little study guide, refresher on the top 200 drugs, and I pulled out uh, some of the most important things that are usually tested on and or things that you're going to actually see uh, in real life with regards to those top 200 drugs. So again, go get that at reallifepharmacology.com, absolutely free, Um, simply just an email for subscribing. And uh, we'll get you out uh, emails when there's new podcasts uh, and or new new content available for you there. So uh, go check that out, reallifepharmacology.com. All right, so getting into the drug of the day today, atorvastatin, uh, brand name is Lipitor, and uh, this has been one of the heavy hitters all throughout my career. This drug is used um, every day. Uh, I, I pretty much see this medication used. Uh, it is a statin, of course, uh, and it lowers cholesterol as its primary use there. Uh, mechanistically, uh, not going to spend a ton of time on it, but um, I, if you go back, I did do statins early on as a general class, um, so you can listen to that if you want a little bit more details on the the um, uh, mechanism of action, but uh, it is an HMG-CoA reductase inhibitor, and this is the rate-limiting step basically in the production of cholesterol is the uh, kind of quickest way I can, can sum it up there. Uh, uses, we're going to you know, prevent, reduce the risk of atherosclerotic cardiovascular disease, which is done by decreasing cholesterol. And um, I wanted to focus a little bit more so on, you know, what makes atorvastatin different. Um, So one of the first things I think of as a clinical pharmacist is atorvastatin is more lipophilic. Um, Compare that to rosuvastatin, which I'll have a podcast on that coming up in the next uh, few weeks or, or month or two here. Um, compare that to like rosuvastatin, that's more hydrophilic. So where that matters uh, clinically is if you've had a patient that doesn't tolerate one for some reason, and obviously that that tolerance isn't significant or life-threatening, um, you're likely to probably try another statin. Uh, obviously, it's going to take some education and, and potentially some um, good discussion with the, the patient to say, hey, why are we doing this? Um, but switching from a lipophilic to a hydrophilic or vice versa, we can potentially um, maybe have a, a slightly uh, reduced risk or at least gives them an opportunity um, to have a little different variation there um, on what type of uh, statin medication they're getting. So again, a torvastatin, more on the lipophilic uh, side of things. Uh, intensity or statin intensity is also something I have to mention with torvastatin, and one of the reasons why it's used so often is because um, it is or it can be a higher intensity statin. And 
like with anything, dose matters. So uh, typically, uh, torvastatin is considered a moderate intensity statin when you're using dosages of 10 to 20 milligrams. And that's going to typically equate to a ballpark reduction in LDL of between 30 and 50% for most patients. Again, we can, you know, that's, that's an average. So, you know, some patients might be more than that. Some patients might be less than that. Uh, with the high intensity, uh, that is classified uh, in the 40 to 80 milligram range. So higher intensity statins are typically going to be used in patients that um, have had a, a previous uh, cardiovascular event, such as a heart attack, for example, or maybe they have diabetes with other risk factors. Um, that's where we're going to use uh, the higher intensity, the 40 to 80 milligram um, statin therapy there. So uh, hopefully that gives you a little summary of, of kind of where a torvastatin lies. And again, this is why it's used um, so frequently is because we can touch, uh, those higher intensity levels if a patient needs it for the, for example, uh, those, those folks at high cardiovascular risk, um, compare that to a drug like, um, lovastatin, for example, lovastatin, we can't get to, um, high intensity doses. We can't lower LDL as much as we might like in some of those higher risk folks. There was an alert that I did want to mention, um, which this was news to me just recently, um, and that is from the, the FDA, and it's as of uh, over the last summer here, July 2021, and there's actually been a crest request from the FDA to remove the contraindication in pregnancy from the prescribing information. Okay, so all throughout my career, it's been absolutely, you cannot use a statin. Absolutely not. Absolutely not in pregnancy. And while, you know, the, the data and evidence still leans that way towards, yeah, probably not, um, FDA really wanted that removed just in case um, there is a, a potential rare patient that may be at crazy high cardiovascular risk for some reason. Um, so that, that would potentially allow a provider to have a risk benefit discussion, um, with a pregnant individual. So, uh, again, <laughs> I don't know if you're ever going to see a statin used in, in pregnancy, and I would be extremely nervous about that if I did as a pharmacist, if I was in a, a dispensing or a consulting role. Um, but there is that alert uh, from the FDA in July 2021, and I'd encourage you to check it out for yourself um, just to kind of read the language and, and that type of thing. So again, um, yeah, very risky thing uh, to potentially do, um, but the FDA uh, did put, put out that alert, and you should definitely go uh, read it if you um, have a situation where somebody is considering a statin in pregnancy um, or something like that. Uh, administration time. This is a question that often comes up uh, with atorvastatin and statins in general. Um, atorvastatin, the package insert, does say without regard to time. Um, my personal opinion on this, um, I want the patient to take that statin, if, if it's indicated, obviously. Um, I want the patient to take that statin or atorvastatin um, when they are going to remember the most. Uh, 
These drugs are notorious uh, for patients forgetting to take them um, or just kind of stopping after a period of time. Um, it's Adherence is so, so critical. And if I see somebody's cholesterol go up, um, one of the first things I'm going to think about is, okay, did they stop taking it or have they not been taking it um, every day as they should be? So um, again, recommendation by the package insert is doesn't really matter what time you, you give it. And there are other statins um, that generally have a shorter half-life um, that are typically recommended to be dosed in the evening. So with the torvastatin, I really don't care too much, um, but I would rather uh, obviously have them take it at a time that's convenient for them and that they're actually going to remember uh, to take it versus, you know, absolutely should be in the morning or absolutely should be in the evening. Um, doesn't matter too much to me there. Um, adherence is critical. Uh, adverse effect profile, I, I kind of went through that in the original statin podcast. Uh, myopathy, of course, muscle pain, soreness. Um, be a little careful in elderly patients. I do see this uh, slip through the cracks sometimes where it isn't really thought of due to the patient you know, being on multiple medications, so maybe the, the med list wasn't looked at thoroughly, um, or patient just says, yeah, you know, I had some generalized aches and pains. I've started to, to take some ibuprofen or some Tylenol, um, and, and it may kind of slip through the cracks that, okay, well, maybe they had a recent increase in their statin dose. Uh, maybe they started a drug that raised concentrations. Um, so really pay attention uh, to any kind of new muscle soreness, um, maybe particularly in our elderly folks where they're on a bunch more meds and, and it might not be clear uh, as to, to what's causing that. Uh, rare liver risks with statins, rare risk for um, rhabdomyolysis. Uh, so again, extremely, extremely rare. I've only seen you know, probably a few cases in my career as a pharmacist for 10 plus years now. So uh, it is pretty rare that that happens. Um, so we typically don't monitor CPK and liver function uh, routinely, but if you've got patients with potential symptoms of rhabdomyolysis and or hepatic issues, um, then obviously we're going to clinically uh, check those, those levels, the CPK and, and LFTs. And obviously monitoring parameters, you're, you're going to check cholesterol function there as well. Uh, one other thing, just for patient education standpoint, remind patients that this doesn't lower cholesterol right away. It, it doesn't work, you know, within a day or two. Okay, so it, t it takes time for it to to work, and that's why we, you know, typically start a, a statin or start a torvastatin, and we're going to check lipids in, you know, usually three to six months, kind of depending upon the urgency and some other factors that may play into that clinical decision. All right, let's take a quick break from our sponsor and we'll wrap up with drug interactions. If you're in the market for pharmacist board certification study material like ambulatory care, NAPLEX, BCPS, BCGP, definitely go check out meded101.com store. Got a growing list of resources there. Uh, in addition, if you're a you know, nurse, physician, another healthcare profession, um, we've got Amazon books, uh, Audible books, Lots of different content uh, that can definitely help you 
learn or potentially relearn uh, pharmacology, which you may have lost in some of those uh, classes uh, over time and not using some of that information. So again, go support the sponsor, meded101.com slash store. Um, lots of highly rated books on there um, that hopefully you can benefit from and obviously uh, enjoy as well. Maybe find some case studies and things like that too um, that may allow you to, to think a little bit differently rather than just uh, memorizing information. So again, meded101.com slash store. All right, so wrapping up with drug interactions, uh, the first thing I think about is additive rhabdomyolysis risk. So drugs like fibrates, um, so that would be like phenofibrate, gemfibrazil, um, over-the-counter like red yeast rice, uh, niacin potentially. Um, I, I do pay attention to those, and if you know those meds are felt that it's absolutely necessary, it's like you're going to want to pay a little closer attention to uh, any type of symptoms like muscle pain and soreness uh, that are going to be indicative of rhabdomyolysis. Uh, another one that may come up in the hospital is daptomycin. Um, so a couple things we can do uh, if it's uh, daptomycin is an antibiotic. Um, if it's going to be short-term use of daptomycin, I have seen the uh, statin held, so like a torvastatin. Um, if it's felt that they're a little concerned, we want to continue, you know, both medications, then I have seen um, the dose of that statin potentially lowered and or monitoring uh, CPK uh, for that increased risk of rhabdomyolysis. So kind of a few different options there, kind of depending upon uh, what's going on. Um, there may be another drug available as well um, that you can substitute for daptomycin if the patient uh, is on a, a drug like a torvastatin. Okay, so there are some interactions with 3A4 here that you should pay attention to uh, that might increase concentrations of atorvastatin. Uh, clarithromycin, uh, grapefruit juice, cimetidine, amiodarone, uh, verapamil, those are just a, a few examples there. Um, so really pay attention to that. Uh, I have seen that happen where um, a, a patient was on a torvastatin 80. They were started on clarithromycin, and all of a sudden they started feeling muscle, muscle soreness, muscle pain. Well, what likely happened was a drug interaction, and concentrations of a torvastatin went up due to that drug interaction, and obviously the patient started experiencing adverse effects due to those um, higher uh, torvastatin concentrations. Same thing on the flip side, just finishing this off here, uh, we got to think about inducers as well. So uh, if you got a patient on St. John's wort, uh, maybe a carbamazepine, that could potentially lower atorvastatin concentrations and might make them uh, more at risk for elevated lipids and or cardiovascular events. So uh, definitely some interactions with atorvastatin, it's important to think about certainly. Uh, so I'd encourage you to look out for some of those common ones. And obviously, uh, as always with the podcast, I don't go through every possible drug interaction. Just highlight some of the more important ones that I've actually seen um, out in uh, clinical practice. All right, that wraps it up for today. If you enjoyed the podcast, leave a rating review on iTunes or wherever you're listening. Um, go subscribe, get that free PDF at reallifepharmacology.com. Uh, and of course, support the sponsor, meded101.com slash store. 
any purchases there uh, go to help directly fund uh, the time for me to do this uh, podcast. Uh, so I'm greatly appreciative uh, to those of you who have um, uh, supported the podcast through those means. And as always, uh, share the podcast with a friend, colleague, coworker, student, uh, anyone in healthcare that can benefit from a little uh, pharmacology education. I'm going to wrap it up for today. If you want to track me down, mededucation101 at gmail.com, or you can find me on LinkedIn as well. So take care. Have a great rest of your day. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.